right. Welcome back to another edition of Bad Signal Podcast Live. Yes, your eyes are not deceiving you. That is Willie G. Blazer. Willie bets a lot. Willie Streamyards. He is producing the show today. Um, Has John lost his job yet? I don't think so. Splitting time. Okay, yeah, splitting time. I think he has a real job too, so he has to like be at that. So I'm here. Okay. I'm happy to be here though, and I'm happy to have met Steve. Great guy. Great. Thanks, Will. Thanks, thanks, Will. I appreciate. I, I appreciate it. By the way, that that real job thing is just an excuse. John might have lost his job here, so just saying. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> you can't. This is no. We take these things very seriously, Steve. But I'm so happy that we've bridged the rainbow gap. This is like this is old bad signal into new, and we are sponsored by Better Edge, and we've got a lot of content coming for you on this show. We also have a special guest sponsor. If you are in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, Broward County, Dade County, yes, we are holding a watch party for the NCAA men's final tonight. Yes, it's at City Cigar Bar, 41 Northwest 2nd Street, not Avenue, like I said that before. It's on the ticker right there on the bottom. I will be there with some Better Edge swag, some gifts, some prizes. We got some hats, T-shirts, and all that fun stuff to give away myself. Jason Jackson, the play-by-play voice in the Miami Heat, he will make an appearance. So if you want to come down, you want to shoot the shit, we got two-for-one deals on happy hour drinks, cigar specials, all of that fun stuff. So come down to City Cigar Bar, just Google it, send a reply in this uh, in the show, and we will uh, get you set up for a place to watch tonight's championship game. And now we begin the show. First, we got to talk about Coach K and all of his egotistical, egomaniac issues that he has had throughout the years. This swan song, goodbye party. My first takeaway is, mm, there is no way in hell this guy is walking away after two devastating losses, scoreboard forever at the hands of his arch rival, UNC, the Tar Heels, going down in that Final Four game a game that had all of the hype in the world. Duke just fell on their face late in the game, missing free throws. I think they were 60% from the line. It was horrendous. It was a, a black stain on Coach K's name. And it also mysteriously, yeah, was missing um, uh, you know, a sportsmanship handshake at the end, which just confirms a lot of the things that people have said about Coach, Coach Mike Krzyzewski around the years. And his excuse, Steve, well... UNC didn't give me a uh, pay me a tribute the last time that I played in their stadium. So, how uh, how like narcissistic and egotistical is that? I he goes beyond. Do you know there was an over under for how many times they showed his wife on the broadcast? Believe oh my god, I didn't know that. I would have bet the over, but over like- under four to see his wife, man. That's such a handhold. Like like for every Duke fan, they should have. They should have the handshake of Coach K and his wife. They oh, cut to her. They cut sure. to her down four. They cut to her like down four with like a minute thirty left. I remember. I remember they cut to her on the side. Like Coach K's wife is is uh, coming down the tunnel. She looks pretty calm. I'm like, who cares about Coach K's wife? I'm like, I need UNC to cover the four here. Like, what's going on? I get Coach K's wife off the screen. It's ridiculous. Oh, I think the biggest thing for me as I was getting ready this morning and I was having some of these thoughts about Coach K and his legacy, and I totally think he's just going to pull a Brady. 
after Tom Brady, I think he's just totally set the precedence for saying like, whoops, he's not retiring anymore. Fastest time that any legend of any sport, we knew that Michael Jordan retired. I think it took a year and a half off between that and coming back and going to the Wizards or going to play baseball for the White Sox, all that jazz. Brady was the fastest ones to say, um, bleep these kids and I'm coming back. I'm not dealing with my family. Forget it. But at the same time, in the world of sports, Charles Barkley never got a ring. Dan Marino never got a ring. There are many players in the history of sports that walk away with no championships. They don't have a perfect story. You're not always allowed to be set off into the sunset. It, that stories, uh, There's not every story that has a happy ending. So it's really up to Coach K to sit there and say, you know, I'm just, I'm going to take the L and walk away. And that's my career. But I, I just I, like, it, to me, it's just whether or not he accepts that or not, because much like a lot of the, you know, I mean, there's been players that have had devastating injuries that end their careers. So it's it, it just, it just goes either way. But like, he's still going to be, he's still going to be around, right? He's still going to have his office. Yeah. He's going to be hanging around. I think uh, Shire, he's, John Shire's mm-hmm. the, the one who's supposed to take over. So yep. like now let's think about this. Let, let's think about this for a second. You're John Shire. You have Coach K still lingering around campus. And now imagine UNC wins tonight, right? So now Hubert Davis, who succeeded Roy Williams, won a national championship in his first year at UNC. Now, not only do I have Coach K over my shoulder the entire time, now I have to recruit against Hubert Davis eight miles down the road, he won an Natty. He won the Natty in his first year. You know, you know, there's what I no, nothing to win. There's a no win situation. You know what I say? It sucks to suck. Yeah. I mean, you know I what? You know what? Duke sucks. I, you know, I, I say I, that in from the bottom of my cold Maryland Terrapin heart. That's too bad. Wow. I, America won on Sunday night. Let's be honest. You're America right won. That. It was a moral victory for America that we watched coach K go down in flames and um, I, I just like, here's the thing. And now I look at the future for the Duke Blue Devils program. They have six recruits, I think, in the top 30 coming into their school next year. Like six of the top 30. Recruiting is strong. But for how long? How, how long is that program going to be in the upper echelons of, of college basketball? I can jump in and tell you how long. Okay. Oh. Let's go. Um, probably, go. probably, probably pretty long. Um, just listening to the post game press conference. If you listen to the kids talk and not Coach K, even though all the questions were to Coach K, um, they grew up watching Duke basketball. I think as long as the generation coming up grew up watching Duke basketball, there's going to be a place for those kids, and the high level talent still going to going to want to go to Duke because of how much they've been exposed to it their whole lives. Didn't LeBron just say that he would rather go to Duke or UNC if if it if he went to college and if it wasn't Ohio State? I'm pretty sure he wanted to go to Ohio State, but he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think there was just like he said in another world I would have gone to UNC or Duke. For sure. I'm sure after Coach K coached him, he he saw that. Yeah. Like there's no denying he's a great coach, but he's such a such an asshole that you can't really Yeah. I, I mean it's, it's almost like it's an hard. Urban Meyer effect. Yeah. Except he's, he's hard not to like. except not fingering buttholes. All right, Steve, what do you got? I said, Coach K is very hard to like, right? Like, yeah. he's he's tough to like as it is. And then now you add the, the farewell tour into this. And you know what my favorite part about the whole thing is? That 
every the whole tournament has been about Coach K, right? Everything's been yeah. about Coach K. Everything's about Coach K. Yeah. And yet, and yet tonight is going to be all about Roy Williams because yeah. the guy who succeeded him at Kansas, Bill Self, and the guy who succeeded him at UNC are playing against each other in the national championship. So that's my favorite part about tonight is that the whole tournament was about Coach K, and tonight it's about Roy Williams. So I just I just want to show on the screen that gif of of Roy Williams walking into the locker room like yes. this and doing the dance. Yes. That's actually been a highlight of the tournament for me is watching him in the crowd just like so happy, man. He so just has a pure euphoric moment. And, um, you know, Hubert Davis also played for UNC, correct? Yes. I'm not mistaken? Listen, that's what it's all about. It's about the alumni coming in. I think that's what it means more than anything in this situation. Um, let's get to the game tonight. Uh, Steve, you've got a lot of thoughts. I'm going to let you take the lead tonight. Um, you got to lay out the lines, the points. I think that the over under, first of all, I'm, I'm really, I got a gripe. I know we're going to go, we're going to do the game and then we're going to look back on some of the final four matchups and the wins and the losses. I had it locked that first game. I went seven and zero on on the uh on the competitions on better edge um i had kansas i had kansas on the money line the points and the under um oh i had the over excuse me i did the over but i was guaranteed like with five minutes to go or four minutes to go in this game it was 67 67 they just blew through that total and i was just i, I was like all right I'm just going to have to take the L on this, but it was, I, I, I'm just kind of pissed. I, I still lost that. I was happy for, for all of the last second threes, the ridiculous shots, the heroics, but I, I got a gripe about uh, that Duke UNC over. Yeah. I mean, it came in, it came in late. Also when the, that game first started first five, first five or so minutes, they were at like the 14 and a half mark and oh, yeah. it was low scoring. I was, I actually texted one of my group chats and I said, whoever took the over is not feeling good right now. And that changed. But they also both, you knew things were going to change in the second half because both teams were terrible from three in the first half. I think yeah. UNC was like two of 12. Duke was like two of 13 or something like that. But uh, you knew that was going to change, but I didn't think it was going to change that much. Once, Like you're right, 67 up, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're, uh, you're, you're toast. Duke only made uh, 60% of their free throws as well. Yeah, yes. that was the biggest thing. That was the I think that lost that the was, game. Yeah, that's what lost them the game. They were two of twenty. Yeah, and if if also if Marcus Williams isn't in foul trouble, they probably win that game. I know he missed two huge free throws, but if he's not in foul trouble, they probably win that game. UNC does not play deep; they play their starters until the cows come home, um, which we will get into um, when we're talking about tonight's game. But I, if he if he's not in foul trouble, I think Duke wins. Yeah. All so, right. So let's we don't, we want to talk to, we want to talk about tonight. We want to talk, uh, let's, let's yo. All right. Step aside. Let's Steve take the, the floor. I mean, this is, I mean, all right, tonight I've been going back Steve, and lay forth. It out. Steve, lay it out. We're going right. to clip this. We're going to clip this up and then we're going to say, what's the play? What's the, exactly. What's See, the you know, play? you know, the deal. So first yes. Kansas favored by four yep. UNC money line is plus plus one fifty eight. That's not bad. Kansas Here's money line. I already put a hundred on that. There you go. Kansas money line is minus one ninety two. That's that's a little too juiced up for me. You got to buy that up a lot. Over under one fifty three and a half. A little too high. That's a little too high. I like the under because I feel like with these games, these 
the teams come out a little bit nervous a lot of the time. There's a lot of mishaps. Also, what people don't really talk about, which I saw this with Carolina. We didn't really see it with Kansas. Kansas was lights out in the first game. They're playing in a football stadium. So, like, depth perception changes a little bit. Um, so I yeah, know they is- said that of the, oh, okay, it's new and they're not hitting the boards. And I, I heard that kind of, I heard that theory as to why I mean, the under hit on every I mean, single game. I, I mean, Brady Maddock looked like he had some issues in that one, especially early, <laughs> early on. Yes. Like he was missing everything. Um, but I'm, let's go into some things I like about okay. tonight and some things I don't like about tonight couple of things that I like is I was going back and forth. I texted you yesterday and I said, I'm going to hammer Kansas. And then I was, and then I thought about it a little bit. I looked at the stats. They shot 53.7% from the floor, 54% from three against Villanova. Are they going to do that again? That's probably their best shooting game of the season. So I'm not loving that on the other side, Armando Backton, who is basically the linchpin of North Carolina. He's hobbled ankle injury if he is Baycott 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 sorry sorry back to yeah no he also said that he'd have to have his leg chopped off for him not to play I didn't think that that play and him spraining his ankle was as severe as a lot of people I mean it was it obviously it hurt it might be a uh you know a, a type two sprain but I don't I don't think it was incredibly gruesome he's gonna play now the thing is is it gonna be is he going to be at a hundred percent? Like, is he going to be effective? Cause he's a monster under right. the, the he, hoop and on the board. He, so let's, here's the, here are the stats on their plus minus with yeah. him on the floor. They're plus three thirty. without him on the floor. They're minus 80. So if he is hobbled, they have no chance. Like McCormick, McCormick is going to eat inside. Yeah. If he's hobbled. Yeah. Right. And also let's take this into account. UNC does not really play their bench at all. No, they, they use they use their their starters a majority of the time. Even it is noticeable when they're when the, the bench is in the game. I don't know why. I, I mean, Puff Johnson's got the best name in um, March Madness, by the way. Leaky Black is definitely yeah, my Leaky, favorite name. Leaky Black also. Leaky Le- Black sounds straight out of Harry Potter, and I was like, like oh. wow, that does. That's it. Sounds, I was like Leaky Black. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's Isn't amazing. There? But so here's my thing with this now. I've been going back and forth. Like I said, I would, if you think, if you think Kansas is going to win the game, the money line's minus 192. And I think the minus four is only minus 115. So Mm. if you think they're going to win the game, why don't you bet most outstanding player? Because Abaji is, he is probably the guy that's going to lead them, right? He's plus 135. The MOP probably isn't coming from the losing team. It's just the, the guy like Caleb Love, if they lost, for him to get MOP, they would have to – he'd probably have to score 50, right? So yeah. that's not going to happen. So you, you might have a better chance of betting him or, like we talked about, like we were just talking about, um, McCormick. McCormick. He's yeah. plus 1,100. He just had the best game of his career uh, the other night. Like, he had the best game of the season. If he puts up back-to-back performances like that, Kansas wins. A nice day. So – I like also I like Kansas team total under 78 and a half. That's a yeah. 15. I like MOP for Abaji and McCormick. I think Kansas is going to win the game. I just think it's going to be close. I would probably lean. I don't I haven't made it official yet. Probably lean UNC with the points. I just yeah. don't know if they have I don't know if they have enough to win the game. It's tough to come we talked about this. It's tough to come back from 
that, that's an emotional that, that game was back and forth the whole way. It's emotional. Like Kansas coasted, they were ready to go for the national championship game as yeah. soon as that game ended. It's tough to come back from that. I but also it scares me. You said you need to see more from Caleb Love in the first half because he was non-existent. But if he if he puts together two halves like he had in the second half the other night, got a shot. So he he's got he's got to put together the game of his life. And and to be honest, I mean it's back to back games where Caleb Love has just been an absolute dud in the first half, and then he uh, becomes a, a different person. I don't think that has anything to do with adjustments. Maybe it's nerves. I don't know. He's got to play the game of his life. He's got a lot on his on the line for the future. I mean, there's some surefire, amazing NBA futures in the draft that will be taken in June. It, um, I mean, outside of that, Obagi, uh, you could talk about Paulo Ranchero. Uh, he's he's been fantastic. The biggest question that I have, and I, I'm I'm leaning towards UNC with the points, and I agree with you, is because, just as you said, for the last three quarters of basketball, excuse me three halves of basketball. Kansas has looked unstoppable like they are they are the the best team in the tournament. Is this the Gonzaga effect? Do you remember Gonzaga tried to become the first team to go undefeated last year and then they fell on their face. They got blown out by Baylor. They didn't have yeah. anything left in the tank. So I think this could be a situation where UNC is facing history, everything that you said about Roy Williams and you know and Hubert Davis stepping in um they could be the first eighth seed since 1985 to win the national championship. Before that Baylor game earlier in the tournament, they were 96 to one to win it all. 96 to one. There were a couple people in the in the Vegas spheres that took those tickets. Uh, even at 69, 68, um, I think it got down to. Got down to 32 to one. I think it got down to 32. Yeah, correct. Because they were just basically on their last leg. Um, they have been playing unstoppable. So yeah, it's just, it's to me, yes, Kansas is, it's Kansas is phenomenal. They have the better bench. Um, you know, I, I do worry about Baycott. You also, you also remember they lost one of their guards to a torn ACL, um, not too long ago as well. So I, I'm, his name is slipping my mind, but he's, you know, sorry, not torn ACL Achilles. So, you know, they're, they're down bodies, but, um, you know, if I was McCormick, I would be working Baycott. Like I would be having him, you know, get physical, move around, test that ankle. These are, you know, I don't, I don't know I mean, if they're going to be shooting up cortisone shots in the locker room there. You got to figure Bill Self's going to do that, right? You're going to probably oh, go at him early. We're going to go right at him. I, I would, I would consider this to be physical, um, right up against the boards. Um, you know, no, no. I mean, as as though everyone's, you know, they can pick their shots early on. I would, I would say, go straight to the hoop. Just to yeah. test that kid. And also, also remember in the actually in both Duke games, even especially the final four, they got UNC got mutilated inside in the first yeah. half. And they they were talking to Hubert Davis in the middle of the first half. And he was like, We cannot, this is not sustainable. We can't let this happen. That's how Kansas plays. Kansas goes in to out. So they're gonna yeah. start inside. If they're if they're just dominating down low, also they got they have that kid Lightfoot too underneath too, who could come in and, and do some damage. Kansas inside is going to be a problem, especially if Baycott is not hundred percent, which I don't think he is, but he's going to, he's going to go like he's going to play. Yeah. But the two things that could be very worrisome is foul trouble for him. If he gets in foul trouble yeah. and if he's, and if he's hobbled, they're going to go right at him. And 
there's nothing they're going to be able to do to stop him to stop them if he's hobbled. Like that that's where my worry is. That's why like I'm leaning UNC points, but like early yeah. on, you might you might be better off waiting to see how he's how Baycott is playing early on and putting a live bet in because if he's not 100%, no shot. Yeah, I might consider the live bet. I did put in just because I liked that number uh plus 155 on the money line. I, it's a nice, it's a nice else. sprinkle. It's like, it's yeah, a nice it's a nice sprinkle. sprinkle. It's and plus, if you get the number on better edge, it's no vig, no fee. Payout was uh, is 256. That's for that's 100 solid. bucks. Yeah, that's solid. You're, so, you're, um, I and, and I was just I was thinking about what if I, if I wanted to hedge, but uh, I don't know. I think if I would hedge, I would hedge with Carolina on the points. I'm not, I'm not flipping over to Kansas. I just, I completely agree with you, Steve. I, I think mathematically the best value right now, if you're going to be a bet, if you're going to be betting last minute, if you're, you know, it's one o'clock now, the game starts at nine. Um, you're going to be looking at that money line. That money line number is just way too high. Um, it, it you know, also- for the average better. And it, it's very smart. Most, most outstanding player um, to look at those odds versus um, just Kansas to win outright. Also, can we talk about the, like, this has nothing to do with gambling, but can we talk about the start time. Like, can we go a little earlier? Perhaps. Oh, uh, no, listen, you know what I'm preparing myself for is these NBA finals games that start at nine o'clock. Yeah. Just, just like, what I, that? you know, the basketball games already, when I'm working the heat games, it's seven 30 is the perfect time. If it's an eight o'clock start that it, that shit crawls, it crawls. Everyone feels it from the concession staff to the meal, you know, the, the, you know, uh, the lunch lady in the in the media dining room, uh, we are all feeling it. And when those games just keep going later and later and later, this isn't like the Super Bowl, you know. I mean, like they they got to get everyone to stay up way past their bedtime. So let's um, let's hope when I'm at City um, City Cigar Bar. Oh um, well, 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 to be fair, to be fair, it will be eight o'clock in New Orleans, and Gonzaga, the top seed overall, was a is a West Coast team. So, so I think they were. I think this time was already predetermined. So I'll, I'll give the I'll give them some slack. I think Gonzaga is done. No, I, I know they're done. Ever, but I I'm don't, saying, no, I know that they're oh, done. Obviously. done I, I just think like as a as a program, I think I think it's over for them. You know, I mean, it's it's they can't finish the job. It's they've had too many opportunities. I I don't I'm not really so sure that they're the future. They just had two of their of their best teams in the history of their program and they couldn't get it done. Yeah. They so, couldn't get exactly. Exactly. That's like, where do you go from here? Move to yeah. move. Why don't you move to a better conference? And then maybe we could talk. I don't know. Are, are they in the big 12? No, they're in the West coast. Oh, Pac 12. They're in the past. W- no, no, WCC. they're WCC. Oh, they, got, move, they should go to the pack. They, they should, should go move to the pack 12. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even realize that they should relegate Oregon state. Cause they stink. And then they should uh, imagine if they relegated teams in college sports, that would just be, that would be phenomenal, but it would never happen. We, we I, you know, we like to, we, we like to give everybody a trophy here. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you a participation trophy right now. Uh, here is your pedestal. I need you to brag about the weekend that once was your wins and your losses. Give me the top five. Top five. Well, my first, well, I'll give you my one loss. I only lost one this weekend. Oh, okay. My and L. And you're so glad that you didn't bet the women's I did final not, last night. I did not bet the yeah, women's Willie final. Yeah, Willie going to come back for this. I did not bet the Steve women's final. Steve goes first. Steve right. goes first. 
I took an L on Friday with the Kraken. That was very ill advised. And that's the only bet that I Why took are you betting? yours. That's your first, even though the Kraken won last night, actually fucked up a parlay for me. I'm but. not even kidding. That was the only, Steve. That was an L. Drops parlay Friday. He says, Kraken plus 145 is, a, is the lock of the century. That is the only bet that I took from you. And then I wake up and he's like, oh man, yeah, I killed it today. And this, and I got, and I was like, Sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I was, look, the NHL is, is weird because like there are teams that are like plus 360 on the money line that Uh end up winning a lot of nights. Yeah, they do. And I was looking at like the Vegas had just won three in a row. They had just smacked the Kraken like two nights before. I was like, this is a spot where the the Kraken stink. Like, why are they plus 146? It moved from like 158 to like 145 or whatever. I was like, this is Kraken line. Let's go late. You, the late money in the NHL is generally dumb money. Yeah. So if so, you see a line move one way, bet the other way. So and dumb money. Yeah. Dumb, dumb money. <laughs> this guy takes that. That's an L. But then hard bounce back, right? So UConn women against right. Stanford. They yep. they beat Stanford on the money line. That was plus one twelve. Kansas money line. Obviously, I talked about that on my on my show or my, yep. my segment. Then yep. I got UNC. Plus four. And then um, yesterday, I got to look again here because just, you know, just to double check and just make sure. Yesterday, I hit a nice little parlay Panthers minus one and a half, Islanders money line, and then over on the Oilers. And I think they played, I don't know who they played yesterday. They played the Ducks yesterday, but the Oilers have been going over. The Oilers have won over, I think, like nine out of 10 or maybe even 10 in a row, like with the total, they're just scoring. They don't play defense. They That's are just scoring point. tons of goals and they're giving up goals with it. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. So yeah, I had a nice weekend. That's, that's where we're at. So, well, I, I have to tell you the Florida Panthers are one of the, actually they did it twice this season. The only team in NHL history to be down four goals, starting the third period, come back and win. My they are the only team, and they've done it twice this season. So when you talked about taking Florida Panthers puck line minus one and a half, I think that was the only um, plus odds in that parlay that you showed me that you just cashed. Yes, from yesterday. Yes, Florida Panthers are um, they're one of the best teams in 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 the NHL, and it's ironic because the two best hockey teams are from. South Florida are from Florida. I, I have I have an argument to that. I think the Minnesota Wild would probably have something to say about that. Nine yeah. and one in their last ten. Calgary probably has something to say about that. Colorado, the cup favorite, probably has something to say about that. But yeah, those two teams in Florida are pretty good. Two teams in Florida are pretty good, and what that's going to be a hell of a playoff series, though. If, I... if they if they meet again. No, for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know that the better edge people, the better edge community, they're uh, a huge Minnesota Wild fans so oh, i love it i have like a plus 1600 future on minnesota before they picked up flurry wow. okay wow I, yeah I, I love billy, I mean, Sharp. I love billy g billy, billy g their general manager he i think he's like he's he's got like middle fingers in the air and he doesn't care about anything he's wow. like rocking he's like i want this team to win and i want them to win now he's a stud former utica devil um by the way okay. uh and he bought former Boston Bruins too. He's was a great player and he just has brought the same attitude. He was a great locker room guy that like that franchise is going to be good for a long time. And that Russian kid, Kirill Kaprizov that they have. Oh yeah. 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 Unit. Uh, you want to hear my big ones? I yeah. do actually. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I Will, a, Will, Will sent me like 85. Will loves to like, 
you know, they say like red flag, three texts. We'll, we'll do the 12 text. So when he does the 12, we have that kind of relationship. When he does the 12 text, I just, I'm like, oh my God. I don't know. They're all winners. Uh, A four leg parlay over five and a half Minnesota and Washington, over five and a half in New York, New Jersey, over six and a half Detroit, Ottawa, over six and a half Edmonton, uh, Anaheim. Uh, What else we got here? Minnesota, uh, money line plus 110. That's not that. Did you uh, are these bets for now or these were ones? No, these were these. He, this is what he won this weekend. This is what oh, he won this weekend. Yeah, I'm going this is a salary. Oh, uh, a draw, 60 minute live betting, or no, so, yes, yeah, this was 60 minute live plus 310 in Florida and Jersey. That was Saturday. Uh, Minnesota plus 140. He on bets Saturday. a lot. 1 800, 1 800 gambler. And no, I hit a, I hit a, uh, a nine leg parlay. You put in nine. Wow, nine. Like I gotta get you on parlay Friday. We gotta get. Yeah. This, get this oh going. God. Well, I hit seven of eight there in a round robin. Okay. Where's this nine? Do you put in like fourteen three. leg parlays and just see no. how many you could get? No, I'll do. I'll do round look robins at, that high. I, ten is like <laughs> ten. I, I'll consistently hit like <laughs> three, four, five leg parlays. Um, not for great <laughs> odds, but I bet I'm I balance it out with the units okay where is this I all put right, a all lot right. this is this is x this is great radio this is fantastic this is fantastic so all right great no radio. but will came on the last time that he showed up on the show that john invited us him into the live show he had 43 bets for the super bowl oh my god i did very 43. poorly he did poorly college football is my jam not not he roots for Ohio State, so he it sounds like NHL is your jam too. Well, NHL is my jam. I bet the NHL every night, um, and I do pretty, pretty well, pretty well. All right. Um, oh, I hit Anaheim. Oh, here's big a, one. I found, I found, uh, I found some other big ones. Uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, minus three and a half. Um, that was on Saturday, Friday. You hit the puck line minus three and a half. Yeah, it was live. Uh, oh yeah yeah before the game that had to be like plus 600 oh i'm sure it was live it was still plus odds it was like it was plus 140 or something like that damn wow big live guy there you go big big live betting guy just don't double double charge his account um yeah oh my god let's no it's fine let's talk about um the nhl sorry not the nhl let's talk about the nfl week that was Uh, The last time that we popped on this show, we had a huge show about, I don't, sorry. I'm like very distracted. There's like very loud noise going on outside my apartment and I'm trying to figure out what it is, but I'm just going to continue and uh, the show goes on. So there we go. go. um, NFL free agency is just absolutely ridiculous. It's drunk. It's out of its mind. And since we last did a full one hour show on NFL free agency, there is more breaking news. Tyreek Hill demanding a trade out of Kansas City, further dumping the odds for the Kansas City Chiefs to finish dead last in mm-hmm. that AFC West division. Much like I've said, this is going to be the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's going to be playing without Tyreek Hill. Sure, they've got some burgers. Sure, they've got a lot of first-round talent. There's a lot of wide receiver talent. Um, as opposite to uh, the lesser amount of quarterbacks in the division. And whether or not Tua Tungabailoa will remain the starter for the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins, yes, get the blockbuster end of the deal with Tyreek Hill choosing between the Jets and the and the Dolphins. I love that press No, he wasn't. He was like, 
He was like, there was no fucking way I was going to the Jets. No, no like, there's period. no way. There was no way. Florida has always been home. His uh, agent is Drew Rosenhaus. Very nice guy, by the way. Lives in Miami with his wife and his family. So that was a huge factor into this. And, um, you know, signed a mega deal with the Dolphins. It's just perfect timing for the New England Patriots to let J.C. Jackson go to the Chargers. And all of a sudden, the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL are going to be flanked on the other side of your defense week one of the fucking season. Excuse me. Um, the Patriots are a certified below top 10 team in the AFC. I, I, it, this has not been more clear to me than now. Um, it also dawned on me while I was home that if Matt Jones somehow seems to take a regression in his second season as an NFL quarterback and Zach Wilson, who certainly, I mean, I'm just giving credit. I love Robert Salah. I love what he's done with the Jets. I, I, you know, he's Zach Wilson looked pretty good towards the end of that season. So, I mean, if you are talking about Mac Jones regressing and even getting slightly better, just sorry, with Zach Wilson getting slightly better than Mac Jones, we're going to have big problems um, because the the rich got richer. And um, and yeah, that, that defense is a huge, huge problem. And I know that they got, they drafted, um, well, they, sorry, they traded for Devontae Parker. Um who is not a surefire first number one. I would love to see Jarvis Landry come to the Patriots, um, whether or not Bill could stand that in his locker room. But, yeah, uh, New England's not really doing much to uh, to move the needle here in my heart or on paper. No, I mean, like, Devontae Parker. Also, the thing with Devontae Parker, in my opinion, has been he can't stay healthy either. Like, he's yeah. never healthy. So yeah. you brought in a guy that's probably going to play eight games if you're lucky. Um, I don't know. Like, do they do they, they do they just not value the wide receiver position or weapons um, or what I, is it? You know what though? Here's the thing. So um, they were talking about Bill Belichick back in the day when Brady was here. He used to set up his plays upside down for Brady on the board, so that like he would Brady would have a better idea of what the defensive view of things was. And so Brady said that it really made him a better quarterback because he could understand defenses from Bill's point of view. There is no offensive guru with the New England Patriots. Given everything that Josh McDaniels has had and now has in 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 Las Vegas with the Raiders and Dave Ziegler. And I mean he's basically pulling every old Patriots player off the off the street, damn. Like uh, Chandler Jones, he's beefing up the defense on players that he knows doing well. Um the Patriots just don't have an eye for offensive talent. And, and they've also just fit into the system. I mean, think about it. 20 years of Tom Brady. Uh, you know, you need a burner. There's not going to be another burner in the NFL like Randy Moss was. So the connection between Brady and Randy Moss was uh, one of a kind, certainly. And, and, you know, their offense relies on on these quick outs and, uh, you know, the value of the slot receiver. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that who was the, who was the slot receiver that the, that the Bills just picked up? Um, um, how do I not know? I'm this? blank. I'm blanking here. I'm blanking too, but the, uh, you know, there was, I get right. I was more upset that they got rid of Beasley, but no, what I was going to say, uh, jumping in, uh, the, I'm interested to see if Belichick's willing to take a, a receiver in the first round because this top end talent no, in this year's draft is so good. 
getting a guy like Olave or Garrett Wilson or, or Jameson Williams, Drake London, getting any of those guys, they're number ones. I'm telling you what he's going to do. They need an X. They, they, I need, I'm telling them what they're going to do is they're going to take John Mechie who tore his ACL Alabama. No, Jameson, Jameson, Williams. Williams. Jameson Crowder. Williams. They signed slot guy. Slot guy. And a lot of people in New England were like, he would have looked great in the slot. But I, I, I just think the, the value of the, of the consistency from college to the pros and what that's translated for, um, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, yeah. and Jamar Chase. I would not be surprised to see the Patriots pick up John Mechie. Yeah, he tore his ACL. He was out. That was Mac Jones's favorite receiver. I would see him picking up maybe the second or the third round. Third round, but I drafting a number one receiver. I mean, you still have Nikhil Harry on your roster. I that's one of the biggest gaps. And no, he's not worth anything. He's worth a six round pick. He can block. He can block. That's it. (laughs) Like that's a really valuable quality. I know he's, and it's taken him three years to block block properly. Like. I don't. Yeah, this, it's this valuable team, if you could do other things. This if you team can't right do anything now else. is just. Um, I I really I really have very very little, especially when they're they're playing the NFC. The AFC East is playing the NFC North this year. Um, I, I honestly like. I'm looking at that schedule home and away. I know we haven't gotten out to the schedules. I, I'm thinking the Patriots are going six and eleven, and Bills on the chopping block. And I hate to say that because you know I'm the biggest Bill supporter of all time, but he doesn't put this together. There's been signs that Robert Kraft has basically gone to the owners' meetings. He has signed with the fans. He said, oh, you know, I, I we haven't won a playoff game in three years. That bothers me, blah, blah, blah. First of all, I think that Jonathan should start to take over. You know, uh, Robert's in the prime age of 80. I, I don't think that he really has so much of a handle. I think he's playing to the crowd and playing to the fans because he has to. Um, he wants the renewals for season tickets and all of that. But I think part of him in the back of his mind, and although like I, you know, I can't confirm any of this, but I think he's kind of looking at Bill and being like, man, I'm watching the clock here. If you can't figure this shit out, uh, you know, and if, if, if we have another dumpy losy season, it's believe it or not, like he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be in the hot seat. As as crazy as that sounds, but it really, it really doesn't make any any more sense than that i guess uh, i don't as know as it sounds to say i think the patriots season as much as anything relies on how well the dolphins play and how well the jets play well that goes if, with every that goes with every season like they they I, are they should no, be I mean, the, the jets the and dolphins. being like let's compete not watch not sitting back and watching and picking up other people's i mean they crap. competed last year week 13 super bowl right yeah i mean i don't know Windy day I, in buffalo that was that was horrible. That game was terrible. I yeah, that was the game that I brought my. Uh, I wore my my Patriots like hundred fifty dollar, forty seven brand throwback, like a hockey sweater. I wore it to the Heat game to work, and I I I was so embarrassed. I literally could not leave my seat. I was walking in. I was like Patriots, Patriots, yes. And then I I couldn't. I didn't even want to go to the bathroom. Because I was that embarrassed. I was like, I don't want people seeing that I'm wearing this god-awful sweatshirt. I don't know, though. I, d- I feel like the Patriots, like, we're at the point now, right, where the division's flipped to somebody else. Buffalo, you don't have anybody. You, your quarterback's not as good as Josh Allen. And, like, the rest of your roster isn't as good. 
So what are you going to do now? I would, as crazy as you say, it's crazy, but like at some point, every coach gets tuned out, right? Like every coach gets tuned out at a certain point. Every system gets tuned out at a certain point. Like at some point you just got to make a change and just start the whole thing over. You're better off in the NFL, just blowing it up and going one in 15 for three years. than you are just meddling around six and 11 or whatever, seven and 10. I don't know what is the new game. You're better. Like, cause if you're in the middle, you got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also Bill Belichick turns 70 in a few weeks. Um, Can you see him coaching into his mid eighties? I don't want that. And also like, like, I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't also, want that. It's, it's pretty clear. He's not trying to keep up with the rest of the league. Like, you know, like Brady he had his year. He had his year to show everyone that he was going to come out gunslinging. I think Matthew Judon was one of the best free agent signings of the league last year. He is phenomenal. But I mean, this little social media bit where he's trying to recruit play people, including Bobby Wagner, he was hot on his trail to join the New England Patriots and the rich get richer. We had to talk about this, Steve, Bobby Wagner to the Los Angeles Rams. I just give up much (laughs) like, much like there is no salary cap in baseball and, and the entire Dodgers roster is bullshit. I am calling BS on the salary cap in the NFL. Their identity for the league has completely turned over into the dramatic national basketball association. They understand that their value is better. They can get more money if they demand out. And you know what started all of this? Was Bill O'Brien kicking DeAndre Hopkins to the curb, trading him for a second round pick. That changed the league forever. Truly. Because now it has just changed the entire face of the league. It is, it is no longer held with the same integrity of turnover and there's no parity or there is par- like scratch that we're walking into a completely new era of football. And, yep. um, it's just, when I saw that news, I was like, well, shit. Think about what's happening now. Like guys under contract are walking into offices and saying, I don't want to play for you. I want to play for this team. So send me there. That's what's happening. Well, it's rele- not, not only that, Steve. Or release it, me. It's, it's, who was the kid from the, um, who's the kid for the Cowboys that basically had a, had a verbal deal. And then he was like, yeah, no, I'm lying. I'm, I'm walking away. He had a verbal deal with the Dallas Cowboys walked told his agent said, eh, you know what? Fuck Jerry Jones. Fuck this shit. They, uh, the Cowboys already had a social media post. They put it out. They said, congratulations. Was that Randy Gregory? Randy Gregory. Yes. Correct. As you can tell, I'm like, the names at the top of my head. I, that, is, that is that is not that is not my uh, my strong point. Listen, I told Walked you. Away, signed a massive deal with the Denver Broncos. Listen, I told you already. I'm over the NFL offseason. Like I'm over it. I'm sick of hearing about it. The, the, like you're saying, the players players just doing whatever they want. I, like it's fine. Like they're, they're they see their value, but like I'm done. Every day something else yeah. breaks. Some guy goes here. This happens. Uh, I, yeah. I, the last thing I'll say about the NFL offseason is I don't think things are done in Seattle quite yet. Um, whispers the, the of, yeah, whispers of like DK Metcalf. I know that like those two wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, 
like someone well, someone was like uh you know he someone tweeted a tire lock and and they were like oh come here and he was like yeah that's not if he leaves i leave so they talk about dk to the jets for the oh, 10th pick i that would be that would just i i would throw my towel in i would be the most angry contrarian human of all time <laughs> during football i guess this podcast would be uh you know first viewing of the week because if dk metcalf came within the division i would just completely fucking disown my team i i would i would demand that bill go do something outrageous uh, trade mac away like i don't the, like don't you just were you trying to like make me explode in the middle of my show no DK Metcalf to the Jets? I don't understand why teams Absolutely like, like, like Seattle don't just try and be bad. Well, it's not in Pete Carroll's nature to be bad, but like next year's quarterback class is going to be unbelievable. Like why well, that's, just be I bad think, for a year? Yeah, well, that's, they're, they're, they're infatuated with Drew Locke. God only knows. Who? He's got a big arm. What? He stinks. Small he stinks. hands, big arm. Yeah. Small Thanks. hands, big arm, big feet, big socks. You know what that means. Love it. I've been saying, Courtney's been, Will, Will, Courtney's asked me like, like quite a few times on this show about like what I want the Giants to do. And I keep saying, I want them to stink and get a quarterback next yeah. year. Like, yeah, I want them to do year, nothing. I want them to, to just like stink, be terrible, and then go get a quarterback. That's stink all, and that's get all CJ I want. Stroud. That's, that's it. The, that's the thing. That's the game. That should be the game yeah. plan. Yeah. That, that's any stink. team that's in like the bottom. I'd say bottom quarter of the league should just be at every Ohio State game watching CJ Stroud. That's, that's throw it. the prettiest spiral in football. Oh. He uh, is very, he is very good. He really is. He started off the season so bad, and I was on the the. They had the number one recruit in the history of football, Quinn Ewers, on their bench, and I was all for putting him in after they lost to Oregon. But nah, CJ Stroud's the truth. He's gonna be. Very good. Yeah, but he's gonna. Well, I'm still. The jury's still out on Justin Fields. But as far as Ohio State quarterbacks go, I think CJ Stroud's probably the only like one that's gonna be legit. Yeah. Well, the I, thing that's going against Justin Fields is that their organization is giving him zero help. So uh, that's a hellfire. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that Josh McDaniels missed out on was uh, pairing up with Justin Fields. I th think that could have been a match made in heaven if he went decided to go to the Chicago Bears. But I understand why he went to Las Vegas. Listen, his wife is from Cleveland, Ohio, and if it's like if you're not going to one city in the Midwest, you got to go all the way west. So, um, speaking of all the way west, all the way east. Terrible transition, Courtney. You are you're just you're you're not you're not killing it today. Yeah, I gotta pull myself off the screen. Oh, opening day, opening day for baseball is Thursdays. We got Red Sox and Yankees. Uh, the Masters weekend is coming up. Big weekend. Um, Tiger Woods. So he is the most bet player to win the Masters, even though he's going to do his walkthrough and be a game time decision after that catastrophic. I mean, the dude. We we could have been sitting here talking Kobe two you don't yeah. understand um, with that accident. He basically almost lost his leg and now he is back. He is uh, in Augusta. He is the most bet player to win the masters at plus 4,000. Why is that number not gone down? That, well, it did start at plus 6,600. Okay. But I don't, I, he's not going to win. Like, yeah, that, no. that would be insane. He's not going to win. That would be nuts. Um, I can't. I can't. Like I love. I actually. That the story is. It would be a great story, right? Like, but 
I, you know what? I can't I'm, see. I'm done, I'm done with swan song. I just are. Don't you feel like you're like epic oh. fairy tale storied out between like yeah, oh. Jay and Brady and like. Yeah, there's no like it started with Derek Jeter and his farewell tour. Don't get me started on that. And now where we've worked up to all this now uh, with Coach scary. K, Brady. Um, yes, that was a shot at you, Yankee fans. Yeah, you, you know who you are. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm over it. I'm it, I'm done with the this. Why can't anybody just retire in peace? Like, just go. I don't go. know. I'm sitting go. here wondering if Roger Federer is ever going to play tennis again. But jumping back to the Masters, Masters real quick. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Masters, Masters, real quick. I bet you, him not to make the cut. You may, okay? All right, I'll take that. You that's, that's can actually bet. a really good bet. That's where I bet too. Tiger did not make the cut. That's the only. It's really good value. What's really, the value? It's, it's plus my. It's what is it? I for, I got it at like, what was it? Let me check. Plus three hundred. Yeah, it's it's, it's around. around it's yeah, around. It's around that. That. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Mark it down. You know who I'm going to have? My buddy, Nate dog. He's big. Uh, he places golf bets. He usually sends me his card for the weekend, but now that you can bet golf on better edge, go sign up. I'm going to, I'm going to use, I'm going to drop my code. Not 1-800 gambler. Oh, he, he took that off. There's, there's your code. Courtney. There's my code. $20. Courtney, get $20 at free at sign up. Um, there's a lot of really exciting stuff that's going on with better edge. And uh, you know, once a month, we always have James from Better Edge coming on uh, to, you know, run some run some fun stuff and and do some things. And um, he was talking about some of the new things that they have, including Tinder for sports betting. Take a listen. It, it is that time of year that we have James from Better Edge, unanimously everyone's favorite character from the better edge crew up there in minneapolis St. paul james how you doing you come on the show you give us the details about what's going on with the better edge app all of these amazing new features that you guys have laid out preparing to roll out and march madness for you and the team um from a volume perspective you guys have done very well yeah absolutely you know we i think everyone looks at the super bowl as sort of this head honcho of sports betting and for us march madness has been way better i think it kind of boils down to the fact that sure you can bet on you know the coin flip and the national anthem but it's all still really one game the awesome thing with march madness is just there's so much going on and everyone sort of knows that it's it's you you put money on it because other than that you may have a bracket but you're not really invested in 95 percent of the team's claims so adding money to those games gets you more invested in the game and that's what we've seen on our platform i mean i think we did we're trending to do over 10x last year's volume uh, for March Madness as we get through the final four in the championship game on Monday. So volume-wise, it's been awesome. Sign-up-wise, it's been awesome. And um, we were able to do some fun things like give away a trip to the final four to a winner of one of our competitions. And so they're headed to the game probably tomorrow. Um, and so, yeah, it was definitely a fun fun time to be on the Better Edge platform. There was some really big payouts that I saw. There was a payout for the St. Peter's money line that hit over $3,100. How fun was that to see one of the best underdog Cinderella stories come to fruition, especially on the platform like this. I mean, you know, a lot of people also see, you know, parlays and this on other sports betting platforms. But I mean, to see that number and they see that kind of volume, you just have to think on the other side of things. That means that someone laid out like four thousand dollars for purdue to win 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's great about that too is if you just looked at some of those big winners on St. Peter's, like I think at a book you might have gotten them at like plus 400, but you were getting them at plus six, plus 550 on our platform because when you get those games where there's a really heavy favorite, your payout can be a lot greater on a platform that doesn't charge a big because mm-hmm. those vigs are pretty big on those types of games. And so, yeah, it was really fun to see those. And uh, Tyler does a good job of kind of calling those out now as we get in that data, which has been fun to see. Um, yeah, there's there have been some really big winners. I think we've seen uh, a few people taking home almost 30,000 throughout the weekend. So um, oh it's been God. it's been fun to see the volume. 30,000? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's incredible. Can you can you tell me a little bit about this bet match? It's a it's a Tinder for sports betting. I mean, am I, yeah, I going to find my husband on the app? What's what's going on here? You could. Yeah, you absolutely could. Um, so we're sort of trying to re branch, re um, think the whole social component of Better Edge. And so we're going to be introducing this sort of discover theme, which more content, more bets, more um, other users on the platform are going to sort of be pushed to you. So it'll be easier to connect with people, easier to find the content you want, um, and it'll all sort of be right there at your fingertips. One of the mm-hmm. things we're doing in there, um, right now we're calling it bet match, and we kind of joke internally, it's sort of the Tinder for sports betting. And what it does is based on your filters or your location, if you opt in, we will basically take other people's orders and they show up to you similar to a dating app interface where you can swipe right to accept the bet, you can swipe left to decline it. And what this allows us to do as a a platform is we then know like, as a marketplace, it's really tough to know when people are choosing not to bet. We know when people are betting, but when you choose not to bet, we don't really know. And so this gives us the opportunity to find where people are poorly pricing bets, um, all of those things that we can utilize to make the platform better for our users. And from you as a a user, you get to basically swipe left and swipe right on bets, which is kind of a a fun thing to do. And we'll we'll show you who you're matching with rather than it being anonymous. If you choose to opt in, you'll be able to see who you're swiping left, swiping right on, and then you can follow the people. And then for people like you, Courtney, you'll have a dedicated link. So let's say you love Villanova because you think KU is way overrated. You put out your order on Villanova, you'll have a link that goes directly to your bet match. So people can just go there and take the other side of you. Um, and then they know they're betting against you, not necessarily someone else. Okay. So we've taken Fade Fallon to the next next level. To the next this level. Is like we're, we're living in 3022 at this point. James, could you see something, for example, in the upcoming baseball season, if the Red Sox are facing the Blue Jays in a three-game set, uh, could you see something um, like like groups of fan bases kind of sticking together? I know you have a large Minnesota Wild contingent on the platform. Uh, Could you see certain communities um, having their own page or getting together and kind of being in that same group? Is this kind of similar to what you guys are, are eyeing? Absolutely. So we're, we are, and you've actually led into something that I haven't even talked about. We are going to be introducing groups functionality. So you have your follower base, so you can follow people, people can follow you. That's sort of one filter, but that's not necessarily going to give you all of the bells and whistles that you might do when you're betting within a, a group. So your group could be a group of friends that you do stuff with. And so whenever you create a competition, 
maybe things just get sent out to your group and all of your leaderboards and everything gets tracked within that group. And it could be people you know. We could also have a group of like Boston Red Sox fans. So anyone who's following or favorited the Boston Red Sox, that can be your sort of filter group. So from a bet match standpoint, you can say only show me orders from Boston Red Sox fans. And so that is kind of, you know, where the vision of groups is. Um, I would say that's probably going to be introduced here Q2 of this year. So hopefully mid, mid baseball season. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thanks, Courtney. There it is. Bet match. Putting the bet bets literally right in your face. And I think that the idea for this to be integrated in the middle of baseball season is going to be perfect. Uh, Steve, when you and I are placing our bets um, in, in, in the middle of the season. And I, I don't know, for example, yeah, the Red Sox are placing facing the Mets and I need to have a Mets fan take the other side of some of my Red Sox bets. I mean, that's just going to work seamlessly. Let's build that, a little community together. It's going to be perfect. That's going to work seamlessly, except that I bet against the Mets a lot. Okay. All right. But there are. You do Nerfy first five? Like, uh, let's, let's get I do a, little, a lot. Like, uh, oh. juicy preview for uh, baseball season. <laughs> so I do. All right. So I do. Depends on the Nerfies. I, I do. I like to dabble with Nerfies. Like, you okay. could go on some good Nerfie runs, but, you know, I like to dabble with Nerfies. I'm a big like first. Nursing means no run first inning. No run me. first. Oh inning. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's the only thing that I my yeah. only co contribution to baseball betting. Well, look, I like listen. I like the first. Pitchers five. are way ahead. I ahead. really like. I really like the first five. First five's a good one. First five is great. First three, especially is when you're actually... when you're you know you're basically just betting for the pitcher. Right. And I don't like to bet. So I rarely do I bet favorites when I'm playing base when I'm doing baseball because look you got to look at it like this for the most part you i might be a couple games off here because there are some really terrible teams but for the most part every team wins 60 and every team loses 60 mm -hmm. so there are going to be spots where a heavy underdog beats a really good team so that's where the plus like plus one and a half's big very similar to hockey and like, look, I'm already looking at, like, I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at Friday. It's in Colorado. I, I, I don't know what the, the line's not out yet, but opening day in Colorado, everybody's going to be on the Dodgers. Rockies always play good at home. Their Hit lineup is better this year. I am, they got Bryant, Chris Bryant. Too. Chris Bryant's be hitting bombs. Hammer that over. Hammer hey, I don't over. know what it's at, but also I kind of like the Rockies. I would take Rockies probably first five there. I'm probably going to take them on the money line. I there, I have to see more as I go, but then even like another situation on Friday, um, I know the pitching matchup already. Alcantara for the, uh, Alcantara for the Marlins is pitching against Logan Webb for the Giants. That's a great spot for a first five under right yeah. there. That like stuff like that, like I'm looking ahead to, or even that's a great spot for the Marlins, like first five money line too. Um, just there's a lot of stuff I look at here, guys. I'm wait, excuse me, excuse me, guys. <laughs> you writing it all down? You getting five money line? We're, we have this is this is documented now. So if none of this happens, I'm gonna oh, get shredded on. No, something. but you know what though? I mean, you know, uh, now that we got Willie G, we have we have more um, social media posts at our disposal. Yeah, and I'll tap on. I'll take I'll take the heat for you. What do you oh, yeah. what, what do you what do you, I like some futures too um, for the upcoming? Season. I think the Blue Jays are winning the East. 
I like the Mariners under 85 wins. Oh, you don't like the Mariners, huh? No, no. Okay. Under 85 okay. wins. So I was, I was looking at like team win totals. There's just not enough value there for me to lock no. up money for six months because it's all minus 110. So there's not like enough value there for me to lock up. Do, some do those money. lines move throughout the season? Do you know? Or I just don't. Days? I haven't seen. I don't I think so either. And it. I was always what I was wondering when I'm, you know, writing my articles and stuff before the NFL season. It's like you know five things to bet before the season starts, and it's like those those over under win totals are pretty basic. It's like yeah, it's the division it's winners. My, it's, move. it's minus one ten, minus one ten on both on both sides. Right, like the division odds will move. That's why, yeah. like. That's why, like, if, like, say, um, you like, you want to take the Blue Jays to win the AL East, you might be able to wait like a week. Maybe they go off to a slow start, and then their odds go from like it's like plus two twenty five now or something like that. Maybe they go to like plus three fifty, and you nab them there. You know, like, because yeah. those lines move. Um, I got, I don't know if you want to hear it, but I got like two like really juicy futures that I'm gonna probably sprinkle. Okay, um, we always want to hear it. Yeah. So I got, I like, all right. People say I'm crazy, but this is I. First of all, this is coming from a guy my claim to fame last year. I got Otani at plus thirty five hundred on March sixteenth to win AL MVP last year. So I know Ooh. a little. I know a little bit. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So I like Bo Bichette plus three thousand. Now I know that Vladdy's on his team. However, these voters they take a lot of the analytical stats like WAR into the consideration. Bobochet plays really good. Bobochet's a stud. No, I I actually I I like that pick because Vladdy's gonna hit. I mean, Vladdy's gonna get his, but I think the the defense contributed. Defense. He's gonna steal. He's gonna gonna steal some bases. He's gonna steal some bases. He's gonna have a high war. He's gonna probably be a catalyst for the team that wins the the AL East. There's my dog in the background agreeing with me. Yeah, he agrees. And then and then I like um, Jose Berrios. For AL Cy Young, he's going to be the the ace of the Blue Jays this year. And so uh, you totally plus, are riding on the shoulders yeah, of, yeah, my, yeah, of like my Blue Jays AL East future. Well, the thing is, you got to think about it, right? He's going to pitch. So there's all the like Canada still has the vaccine restrictions too. He's going to pitch half his games at home, and when the Yankees come, they're not going to have Judge. They're not going to have Stanton. Yeah. Um, they're not going to have all the guys that don't have the vaccine. He's going he's gonna to be facing lineups without some really good guys at home. That plays into his advantage. So yeah. I, I'm just looking at stuff like that. And I like Hunter Green to win NL Rookie of the Year at plus 650. Um, he throws like 105 miles an hour. He's an absolute stud. And the Reds did something I never thought I would see in this in this era. They said, forget service time manipulation. He's the best pitcher on our team. Or He's pitching. He's starting the season with us. So. Okay. Plus six fifty. Let's go. That's what I got. That's all I got, guys. Sorry, I get really backed up about baseball. Yeah, no, he gets, no, he gets, really, I love he gets. That. Will I, I? I think he's. Are you writing with a sharpie? Am I writing with a sharpie? Yeah. No, no, I'm just taking. No, I, no, I heard like a really big like marker, like marked out boba shit. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like that pick. That's a, that was a, that's a really heady play. Oh if, my god! If he if he ends up starting the season like below the Mendoza line, though, you, you absolutely mushed him. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Plus, I uh, overpaid for him in my auction fantasy league too. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I I I like the Twins in the AL Central. That's kind of my only. Yes, that's where the value is. Get, oh, because Correa went to the Twins. Not Correa just that. Went- 
Not just that. They, they hit, got they they hit bombs. Yeah. Go ahead, that's, Willie. That's Go all. Ahead, that's that's no. That's just that's just it. They they hit well, bombs. And they have good enough pitching. Look, things are things are like I said. Like the the White Sox are minus two ten to win the division. There's no value there. Yeah, no plus five hundred. Now yeah. Lance Lance Lynn's gonna miss four weeks, right? So we're a couple injuries to the White Sox, couple injuries, and that changes the division. So just saying, not, Willie G is on it, baby. Not Willie just G that, but Chicago plays in a very big ballpark, and they're so reliant on on the home run. Like I mean, every team is reliant on the home run now. But I just think the White Sox are terrible value. The Twins are fantastic value, just given what they've done in the offseason. And what I saw from them in the just in the past couple of years, I think they're building something. Sonoza a freak, and they've just got a good lineup one through nine. And and Joe Ryan, generic creative player, is yeah. the ace. He's yeah. gonna be a stud. He's gonna yeah. be a stud this year. So like, the, you want to throw? The, you want to sprinkle a little on him for for AL Cy Young? Go right ahead. I don't know what those are. The Red Sox don't know who's the closer or who's their f- fifth pitcher in the rotation. That's all right. You got you got Evaldi starting opening day. I know. You know what? You know what's crazy? I think um Pedro Martinez and Mar- and Nathan Evaldi sat down and I think Pedro Martinez sat down with Rob Bradford, who's one of the uh the podcasters at AEI, my old station, and he said, Would you like to join the show? And Bradford said he didn't know whether or not he meant it towards him or to talk to Nathan Evaldi, but he said it would be my honor. My honor to sit down with Nathan Evaldi. He sees a lot of himself in that in that young pitcher. So uh, yeah, um, but yeah, you lost um, Rodriguez. Who was the, the who was the other pitcher? They lost Rodriguez. Chris Sale. I'd argue again. that's addition. Chris Sale is hurt again. I yeah. I you I mean, know what? Chris- maybe maybe this is just my karma in this lifetime of sports. I think also. I just don't think that I don't think the Red Sox were going to pay Rodriguez what he got. I don't know why the Tigers gave him that contract. No, not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, you you do have to remember who Hyam Bloom is. uh, uh, Trevor Story, I think he's going to be a stud. He's going to be a stud. He's going to mash in Boston. He's going to mash the monster. He's going to hit the monster a lot. Yeah, he's going to hit the monster. He hits a lot. Yeah, guy's a dead pole hitter. It's a great place for him. Like perfect so. perfect place for us to uh put the bookmark in this was a great show guys willie g thanks for producing you will see this up on bad signal pod youtube page yeah Thank go like and subscribe go like and subscribe there's gonna be a whole bunch of uh, new content up on there too yeah i i I, I slipped i slipped willie g some um some betting money it's uh yeah. is is uh his Thank salary of 75 dollars no i'm kidding Oh, I gotta I gotta talk to Greg, by the way. I think I won the sign up. Uh, he won the sign up. Steve won the sign up, but if you if you like me more, you would sign <laughs> up for uh Courtney. No, we, we did Steve did win the sign up contest. I came in fifth place in the sweet 16. It, it was uh it was a fifth place tied that we were all in second place and uh kicking myself that I didn't win that contest. And then for uh this past weekend, the final four. I was in fir- I was in second, and then I dropped to ninth because I, you know, I lost that uh, UNC game. Although I did put money on the money line, I had Duke in the uh, mm. in the pool. So I should I told you about the take. You didn't not didn't I no. not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not saying. taking any more. I'm not taking any more you- of your hockey bets. No, Jeez. no, no, no. 
Oh, not not that. I don't know. Oh, no. Wait, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, do we have to what? make a pick for tonight? Oh, we have to make picks for tonight. Jeez, oh, I see. Okay, I'm cool. already I'm already thinking ahead. I'm already ripping my nails off. I'm like, I gotta go to the nail salon. Um, oh. my bet is, um, I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take UNC just the points, and okay. I'm gonna take the under. If I could take the first half under, I would take that versus uh, the team total. I just if. don't think that there's if. No, I'm saying if there's a, there's a live live tidbit here, if the yeah. game total at halftime is within Drop. ten is within ten points of the original total, take the over in the second half. At, at okay, halftime. good to know. Sorry, I cut you yeah. off. I just had to get that. No, out. no, that's totally fine. Yeah, I mean. I think uh, even though I did say, I think Kansas is one of the over. First of all, we, we got to talk about this, like just briefly, how poor the, how poorly the seedings are like UNC was oh, yeah. steamrolling. They should not be an eighth seed. There were a lot of other miscues from the, um, the selection committee on, on the seedings that kind of were questionable and hopefully they will get them fixed before next year's March madness. Yes. Yeah. Um, Alabama, Alabama is a six seed. There were like yeah. 19 and like 14. Yeah. All right. See, what do you, yeah. So, so you got the same thing you're taking. Well, I mean, so, all right. So you got a Baji. You're taking Baji. I have a, a, I'm going to, I'm sprinkling, I'm sprinkling on McCormick MOP also because plus 1100 is just like, just there's a shot. So I'm going to take those two because I think there's a chance at that. I'm going to take a Baji. I'm going to take McCormick. um, And then, man, I think I got to do it. I think I have to do UNC with the points. UNC I think I, I think UNC with the points. I, I mean, it's all gonna it's it's gonna change live. It's gonna change if I see um, if I see Baycott early, like hobbling around. They're they're gonna go right after him. Yeah, I, that's why it's tough. Like they're the going they're going to he's gonna be there. So I mean, if UNC is smart, then you know they would start working. Um, you know the you know, pick and roll perimeter. It's just drive, drive it down, to, drive it down to the, uh, to the hoop and kick it out yeah, for, I, you know, for jump shots, work the, work the perimeter. Willie, That's the only way that they can, they can actually. Willie, um, uh, alternate line, uh, five and a half Kansas. I think Kansas is going to fucking destroy them. All right. Um, okay. and other than that, uh, I have a four leg hockey parlay. That's definitely going to hit okay. uh, LA Kings plus one and a half against Calgary. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs plus one and a half against Tampa Bruins money line against Columbus and St. Louis money line at home against Arizona. Text me that when we're done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I do you know how long, you know how long it's going to take me to go through an hour and 10 minutes of uh, this to get everyone's picks. I don't worry about it. I'm already on top of that. What do you think? Oh, I was yeah. write, why do you think I was writing shit down? Willie G you're hired. John, you're fired. See you next time, guys.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.